0: This episode of Freedom Revamped the Podcast was sponsored by Krakatoa Coffee Company. Krakatoa is a Black-owned coffee company that sells a variety of coffee roasts to satisfy every coffee drinker's palate. What you will get are satisfyingly rich, robust, and smooth coffee flavors. Their coffee comes in standard, espresso, whole bean, and single-serve cups. They also sell mugs in case you need something to drink their delicious coffee from. And they offer gift cards in several different denominations. So head on over to KrakatoaCC.com and follow them across the social medias at Krakatoa Coffee Company. Hello and welcome to the Freedom Revamped podcast. My name is Deshawn, your host, and I am so excited to be joined by Ms. Takeda today. Please tell a little, everyone a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi everyone, thank you so much for having me. Uh, My name is Takeda Bankhead. I'm a native of Mississippi, currently living in Illinois, and I am the creator and editor-in-chief of The Pedestal Project.
0: Well, we are so excited to have you, Ms. Takeda, and we will actually be diving in um, to your brand today. So before we get too far, let's go ahead and discuss um, how you started the project and what you started it for.
1: Sure, Uh, so The Pedestal Project began, I think it's been almost three years now. So it was around October of 2018, 2017. Oh gosh. I think, yeah. 2017, and then officially launched February, 2018. Okay. I had to remember the dates, Um, but pretty much it came out of some personal life experiences that were happening. And I'm a really huge proponent of therapy. And so I went, um, went to my therapist and we were just talking about some things that were going on. And she posed a question to me that basically kind of said, you know, have you ever considered the fact that you put, um, that you pretty much put everyone on a pedestal except for yourself? And it was a really jarring question for me, but I thought it was really um, eye-opening because I said, I can't think of another black woman who doesn't have to operate the world in this way. And so that was where the name, the pedestal project kind of came from. And we pretty much, um, so I took that as building a platform that made it to where any black woman who had ever felt overlooked or undervalued came first. Um, So the mission of the pedestal project is basically to restore, validate, and affirm black women. Um, and so most of that is through creative writing, and we get Black women to share their stories. But we also really work hard to highlight uh, Black women-owned businesses, We make sure that we host uh, different types of events that are specifically for Black women in um, holistic health, particularly mental health. Um, that's where a lot of my focus lies. Um, and then just making sure that Black women have a space to see themselves.
0: Now, I love that. That sounds um, much like myself. Sometimes you get, you know, caught up in the- and oftentimes you do find yourself doing more for others than you do for yourself so the um the birthplace of the project is awesome and then also hearing what it is that you all are doing is awesome um so you talked a little bit at the end about how you guys do it through creative writing um what do you guys host workshops or something of that nature that kind of allows for women to express themselves through the creative writing Yeah, so actually it's twofold. So part
1: of it is um, our writing team. So I have um, a team of two assistant editors and about 10 writers who contribute to the online blog space pretty regularly. Um, And so even though I created the project, the goal was for it to not have just my voice, but to make sure that there were as many different types of voices of black women as I possibly could really wanted to have some intersectionality there. Um, And then also, there's a twofold part of course pre-covid <laughs> we were hosting um, events where i live which is in Champaign, urbana illinois and um, we have the pedestal experience which is basically a brunch workshop series that's only for black women um, and we pretty much kind of talk through a lot of different topics that affect black women in a really specific way so whether that's perfectionism thinking about anxiety um some other just kind of identity work we do usually have writing based workshops there with panel discussions and really, really delicious food. So it's, it's twofold. The writing is both online and with people who engage with, a, engage with us through the pedestal experience.
0: That sounds amazing, Tahita. Could you share a little bit with us about what kind of subject matter people can expect when they're visiting the blog? Sure. Um, so we pretty much cover a
1: variety of things. Um, Most notably, I would say that we go with everything from political representation of Black women. Um, So even thinking about, particularly with this being an election year, some of the massage noir that we're seeing that Black women are dealing with. um, If we're thinking about vice presidential elect uh, Kamala Harris and some of those things that we start to see. Also a lot of lifestyle and health things. So um, whether it's body image issues, whether there are um, things about how to really take control of dealing with your mental health. We have a lot of topics around that. Other things could be a little bit lighter, like love, dating, and relationships. That seems to have been one that's come up a lot more recently. Um, And then also a lot of pop culture and entertainment things. So we really do a lot of reviews on different shows or movies that highlight Black women in ways that are really revolutionary and um, are really forging new narratives that hopefully... Um, are starting to become uplifted more regularly. Um, So it's really a a kind of a grab bag of anything you can think of. And again, just making sure that we're capturing the voices of a lot of different types of black women.
0: I love that you mentioned, um, well, you just kind of summed it up at the end with the different types of black women. I think there's quite a complexity to who we are. I mean, Mm -hmm. hearing the way in which the um, blog is set up and the subject matter that you all are presenting, you're kind of touching in sticking yourselves in all of those niches of the types of lifestyles in which people indulge in. Some people might be dealing, like you said, with um, mental health things as far as like anxiety and depression and things like that, while others might be battling with self image. and the beauty and health side of things. So I think it's really great that you guys are um, touching on all of those things. So you talked about in the beginning how you came up with this idea. What were some things that kind of made you nervous about beginning a project such as this? Because this is not a normal business um, that people know, like, this is the product I'm selling. This is how much we'll be making from the product. This is a different kind of business that almost kind of functions as a ministry, um, in a sense. So what really... Um, What really helped you to say, like, this is something I I want to do, but I'm going to do? Wow, I don't think I've ever had
1: it referred to as a ministry, but that's really a a really fitting uh, description for it. So I don't think in the beginning I set out for it to become a business. Um, I do think it was more of uh, trying to build a, a communal space of Black women who might have needed a reminder that they weren't necessarily doing this all alone so some sense of community and so initially when i started it was meant to be more of a hobby quite quite honestly um it it started out very small with just me and i always tell my writers now the biggest thing towards the beginning of my journey is i don't think i planned for it to go as well as it did go Um, i thought that okay this will be great i'll share a couple posts here and there hopefully they'll resonate with some people but definitely did not expect for it to grow as quickly um or as have the far reaching you know um, the far reach that it does have and so i think that i said maybe after about five minutes up now five minutes uh, after about five months of starting the blog um it was clear that it was really something that people needed and it was something that people felt like felt accessible to them So that was when I kind of re-strategized and thought about, okay, if this is going to be something a bit more sustainable and a little bit more than a hobby, then we're going to have to look at structure Um, and building something that will will continue to last. And so kind of went back to the drawing board, thought about um, what would it look like to have a team of people. And from there, my first staff, I had about seven writers the first year and that worked really well. Um, Now we've grown to a staff of 12 and we are actually really, really um, excited each cycle when we get applicants because we typically do that at the end of the year, Um, but we get people who are interested throughout the year. So even if people aren't contributing writers, if there's someone who identifies as a Black woman and just has a story that they'd like to share, and they're looking for a platform to showcase their talents on, we accept reader submissions throughout the year. Um, So I think really pulling back and saying, wow, if this is something that other Black women do feel is something that they feel like they really need, um, then I want to make sure that I build it in a way to where no matter what happens, whether I'm in charge or if it's someone else is in charge, that they will still have this space no matter what. Um, So yeah, I think, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if I still would call it a business. I I really always just say it's an online community um, just because I think that it's where a lot of people find themselves.
0: And I love that, Takeda. I think one thing that um, stuck out to me is this idea of carving out a safe space or community for um, women of color. And that's very beautiful foundation for it to have sprouted to what it is today. Um, I laughed a little bit when you said you'd never thought of it as a ministry, but in many ways it is because... Mm -hmm. When you are able to um, allow people to relate, or like you said, um, give them a space in which they can, you know, say, "Oh, me too," or whatever the case may be, or have a feeling of community. That that in itself is a, it's a ministry. Somebody needed that. Um, somebody needed the postal Project, and um, they're thankful that you created it. So thank you for your obedience in doing so. Well, amen. Amen.
1: Yes. <laughs> I will make sure that I continue to describe it that way now. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. So thank exactly. you for introducing that to me.
0: That's it. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to segue now into hashtag Black Girl Love Notes. When Courtney brought this up, of course, I wanted to look at the hashtag and see, um, you know, what's been going on with it. But I would love for you to um, share where that came from and how people can be um, involved in it. Yes. So, again, like I, I talked about, the main
1: purpose of the Pedestal Project is to uplift Black women through restoration, validation, and affirmation. And one of the most common pieces of feedback that we had gotten, mostly in the in-person workshops with people over the last like year and a half or so, is that um, a lot of times we haven't mastered the ability of speaking to ourselves with kindness and compassion. Um, so again, I talk a lot about therapy in workshops when I do speaking things. Uh, and I just talk about the, the power of using tools to disrupt negative thoughts. And a lot of people don't always realize the power that that can have when you translate that virtually. And so Black Girl Love Notes is pretty much um, our way of helping Black women speak to themselves with more kindness, um, giving themselves a lot more grace and just thinking through you know, no matter what's happening on any given day, you're doing the best you can. And these are only, it's, it's pretty much our love notes from one Black girl to another, so that people are able to kind of almost keep those as affirmations or little nuggets or whatever it is that they feel like they may need so that they can also feel restored, validated, and affirmed, even if it's in small doses.
0: One thing that I I keep hearing you saying, too, is you, you mentioned, um, and I'm assuming this is probably the, um, the goal or the motto of the Pedestal Project, but hearing you say like the validation and the affirmations and how important those are for um, us to get through each day, considering, you know, the times right now, we're in a very interesting space. And a lot of us are um, kind of wandering in the midst of this pandemic, uncertain of ourselves or uncertain of what's going to, what's happening or uncertain of what's going on around us. Um, and a lot of times that can affect the way we feel, um, and more importantly, how we feel about ourselves. So having um, a space for validation and affirmation is definitely important. To continue to talk about the pedestal project and it being a blog space in a medium like we we have today, oftentimes people don't have don't spend enough time reading. How do you guys go about making sure that um, you're, you know, keeping your traffic up and getting people engaged and involved in what you're doing on the blog?
1: So I think we approach it um, in two ways. Part of it is we we pay attention to which types of topics our readers seem to be most interested in. And honestly, I would say that varies by quarter. Like, and it could be quarter one, everybody's really into goal settings and love and relationships. And then, of course, we're looking at quarter three right now, where a lot of political topics are, you know, the ones that tend to circulate a bit faster. So, our strategy is mostly what I tell my writers is to write whatever feels present for them. Um, Because more times than not, if it's something that is continuously on your mind, then there's nine times out of 10, there's a Black woman who's also been dealing with the same thing. Um, so I really encourage them to switch it up a lot and not necessarily feel like they need to stick to the right thing. Because again, I think that adds to uh, the the breadth of voices around what's actually happening. Um, if we find that there are certain topics that people really engage with, we will typically try to, to build on those at a later time. Um, just because we we can tell that people either want more information, um, people may feel, you know, feel as if it's something where they're looking for more solutions and, and trying to think through, you know, how can I apply these principles in my life? So uh, I guess authenticity is, is really what drives it more than any other strategy, because I I'd, I don't know what it's called. I, I think that there's something divine about when something is on your heart, on your spirit, it's on someone else's too. And so I I tell my writers first and foremost to focus on that more than anything, more than likes, more than shares, more than comments, um, because those are the ones where we get the special emails that are like, I was up at three in the morning and I came across this post and it was exactly what I needed in this moment. So, again, as I'm explaining this more out loud, I see where you say this ministry thing is coming from, um, because it's absolutely just the right post typically finds the right person on its own.
0: And, you know, it's so funny that you say that because I visited the website um so that I can kind of be abreast to what it was you all were doing. And as I was scrolling through, I love the formatting of it um with the titles and images um, on the very first page of the, the website because it kind of gives you an opportunity to um, not only see these words, but see images that are in close relation to them that kind of stand out to you. And one thing that stood out to me was a post that was entitled My Mood Changes Like Shoes. Um, and it was by one of your writers, Ms. Chanel Davis. And it was so good for me. Oh, my goodness. I, I was reading it and I was just thinking to myself, like, this is what I needed to hear right now. Um, dealing with um, anxiety right now in the midst of the pandemic, I do feel like I am getting moody and like it's something that I'm not used to. Like, so trying to understand um, my moods and then seeing all these fun ways in which she talked about um. It was in relation to shoes, like it. The writing is phenomenal, like and this was the one that I and like kind of delved into. But for her to have connected like um, the different styles of shoes, like she talked about flats and wedges and stilettos and kitten heels and the emotions that come with each of those shoes, it was so interesting. Um, so you definitely did a good job of like picking writers and finding people who fit with your brand. Um, so that leads me to my next question: How did you go about um, shaping a team and um, developing a sense of trust that they would, you know, help you fulfill the ultimate goal that you have set for the Pedestal Project. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Um, well, thanks for that. Chanel is awesome. Um, she is one of our newest writers. So uh, I, I think the first thing that I do is I am really clear in the beginning of of what the brand is and what it is not. And some of the biggest points that I always tell my writers to keep in mind is that on my platform, um, one thing I I absolutely do not necessarily uh, support is any canceling um, of Black women. And so I tell them on the Pedestal Project, we are absolutely free to critique Black women, but we definitely do not cancel them Um, because there is a space for Black women to if this is a space for Black women to be uplifted, even if that may not be the popular thing to do, then that would be completely you know, opposite to the mission of the Pedestal Project. Um, and then also, I always, again, tell them to write in their truest voice. And I think when when you give people the space to write in a way that maintains their own voice, as opposed to making them conform to this one unified, uh, maybe a little bit more corporate tone of writing, I don't know that it, it relates in the same way. Um, and so when we, when writers submit, we typically do open up our writing applications around November, about late November, early December. And we have writers submit, you know, what brought them to the Pedestal Project, why they were interested in writing, and then they all have to do a writing sample. And so it's really clear from the writing sample, uh, it has to be related to some topic on Black women so that we can see how they write, um, you know, does their writing feel a void that might necessarily um be missing and i'm really intentional about trying to get a variety of identities so right now my team members we have you know several members who are mothers some are new mothers some are older mothers um, i have one writer who talks a lot about being a black muslim woman because that's a space i um, mean that's a voice that wasn't necessarily there we have a few black women who are students um either doctoral students or master students or undergraduate um, so they talk a lot about trying to balance work we have some people who are really into you know spiritual practices while others don't necessarily have that voice. Um, you know, so I, I think the biggest thing that helps with building a team is building a team that is really um, of writers who are really secure in what makes them different and what makes them unique. And I think that we also, like when we do our we do monthly writing team meetings via uh, Zoom or Skype or whatever we're doing that month. And my writers are from all over the country. So they're from different places and we meet virtually. But what they all tend to share is that being a part of the team is really therapeutic for them. So I would say if I had to guess, most of my team, once they join the team, um, elect to stay on for more multiple years. And so I've been really grateful that when I get good writers, they really enjoy staying here and they want to they want to stay and continue to write for the Pedestal Project. And I think what's also really important for me is that I don't limit what they do with their own brands. Because again, if Pedestal Project is something that's supposed to uplift black women, of course it's gonna start with my writers. And so um, like Chanel, you mentioned earlier, she has her own blog space, Diary of a Chocolate Girl and a podcast. Um, And then we have other people who are either getting started with their own platforms, um, maybe have, I have several writers who are published authors. So I think, again, just having the range of experience is really helpful for them to learn from each other um, and to just really figure out what their truest writing style is.
0: And that must be a blessing to have, um, like you said, being able to find these people from all these different walks of life, um, well specifically these Black women from all these different walks of life um, who are willing to share in such a vulnerable way. Because the thing about writing, um, oftentimes for me when I'm reading, um, whether it be a blog or a book, you can see the author through the writing. Um, and that's a very yep. vulnerable thing. Like as an artist myself, I'm, I'm an actress. So just knowing like how we leave, you know, everything in our art and for you all to be crafting these blog posts and things like that, there's a lot of vulnerability that has to go into some of these posts, especially with the topics that you guys are talking about. So again, that brings me back to the discussion of it being in ministry like being able to um strip down and take your mask off so that someone else can see that and heal from that um it's a very beautiful thing to have such transparency so um i i greatly appreciate both you and the team for doing that for black women thank you you really quickly i just wanted to to talk to you about um so we talked about the pedestal project and where you guys are now is there anything that you all see for the future is there like what like what's next for the pedestal project is there more that you see from the platform other things that you all might be able to um dabble within or is the blog space the space that you are intending to stay so i
1: think that the blog space will always be our primary function um i i think that that will be it but who knows god may have very different plans. Um, But for what I'm planning, I think that 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 will be the majority of our home. Um, Playing with the ideas in the future of doing a podcast of some sort, um, thinking through another way to continually bring more Black women into these spaces. I think um, one of the upsides about COVID-19 is, you know, the creative flexibility that has come out of that, and thinking about new ways to do things that we were already doing. So we've toyed around with um, some other virtual options that I haven't quite figured out yet, to be honest. Um, But I know that we wanna continue expanding the team and continue expanding the conversation. One thing I do wanna focus on um, a little bit more heavily, when we started, we were really, really focused on uplifting black women um, professionals and black women owned businesses. And so on the website, we have a directory just different black businesses Um, and that's a core focus to me um not only just seeing black women but the economic economic empowerment of black women as well so eventually i would like to build some type of fund that helps black women own businesses in the future i'm not quite sure what that would look like yet um but i do want there to eventually be some type of financial support mechanism for either black women-owned businesses or even black students um because i work in counseling higher education, um, education and mental health are pretty core to just about everything I do. So I'm always thinking about how can black women be healthy but also how can they be successful and paid because financial wellness is also a part of wellness as well. Um, so I don't know, I think the future is pretty pretty open but I, in the immediate future, I definitely foresee myself continuing to grow the writing team um, and making sure that there's space for even more contributions from other black women.
0: That's great. Um you did mention the directory, so um if they if any listeners hear this and get to this portion, make sure that you visit the Pedestal Project website. There is a whole tab dedicated to buying black. Um and it's everything from food to health and beauty. Um so it's definitely quite a catalog. There's fashion apparel and accessories listed on here as well. Um so there's so many options from businesses that you can buy from or services that businesses that offer different services and things like that. Um, So thank you so much for putting that together because I'm looking at it and I'm just like, wow, there's so much to go through and you have so many different you know arenas that you reached out to to put this rolodex together so it's 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 very diverse thank you thank you
1: and honestly that still pro- we still have some entries that need to be added so readers just know that that will continue to grow over the next few weeks um cuz we've gotten a lot of people who submitted their businesses
0: that sounds great so in closing mr Takeda, if you could just tell everyone how they can be um how they can be on the lookout for you all and what you all are doing um is do you guys have an email list of any sort or newsletters that you all utilize so our
1: email list uh if you go to our website at www.pedestalproject.com the pop-up will come up and you can put your email in there if you are a wordpress user you can also follow the blog simply by going to it and just hitting the follow button um but that email will definitely give you an alert Whenever there's a new article posted, and you can be one of the first people to just kind of know when that's happening. Um, A newsletter is on the way. We'll hopefully get our newsletter started by the end of the year. Um, So people who are on the website subscriber list will already be enrolled for the newsletter. Um, Also, you can find us on social media. So we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, particularly go find us at Twitter, because our Twitter is a little bit newer. So we really would love to have more followers there, but we would love to have you at any point. Um, (laughs) So on Twitter, you can find us at Pedestal Project. That's P-E-D-E-S-T-A-L Project, P-R-O-J-E-C-T. And then same name for Instagram and Facebook as well. So um, yeah, Join, share post, comment, let us know what you think. We get a lot of comments on individual posts on the website. And those are always really, really great to read um, because they go directly back to the authors. And a lot of my writers really love to engage with people in the comments and just kind of share perspectives. So definitely feel free to do that as well.
0: Well, thank you again, Ms. Takeda, for your time today. Um, and again, for even creating the Pedestal Project. It sounds like it's doing so very much right now. And I know that, and I, I pray that it does even more in the future. Um, And again, if there is any way that people can reach you, would you like for them to follow you on social media as well?
1: Um, sure. You're welcome to. Uh, and first of all, I wanted to also say thank you for having me. I love what you're doing with your platform. Um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to to speak with you and your listeners. So thank you um, also. And yeah, you can find me. I'm pretty much on mostly I'd say Instagram. Let's do Instagram. <laughs> so uh, you can find me uh, Takeda Applebaum. Um, so kind of like the classic song. Uh, T-E-K-I-T-A, two A's, P L E. B-U-M. So uh, yeah. And if you have trouble, then I'm also linked to the Pedestal Project page. So usually you can get to me through either of those pages as well.
0: Sounds great. And we will also be sure to have that information in the description below. So make sure you all stay abreast to what the Pedestal Project has going on. Make sure that you are continuously being restored, validated, and affirmed through their blog by visiting and reading whichever blog post sticks out to you make sure that you're not only visiting but like she said commenting liking and sharing it with your peers because there's wonderful things coming for this business um, and we want to be a part of it here at freedom revamped so as always make sure that you are practicing freedom and have a wonderful night say goodbye to everybody Takeda. bye have a good night